Fit for Life Radio, episode number 86. Your two regulars, regular hosts. <laughs> you threw me <laughs> off. I felt like my mic went out. Nah. I'm staring at Will. He, he unplugged something. So yeah, your two regular hosts, myself, Gary Deagle. And Will. Will Shively. Today, we want to talk about we want to defend meat. Just a little bit. And I know saying meat f- made a lot of people feel some kind of way. Yep. A little sweaty behind the knees. So we're, you know, we don't want to get too much into all the environmental. And yeah, that's a whole conversation for another day. What's the, what's the other word I'm searching for when it's like, you know, about killing and ethical, ethical all that stuff. So those are different, you know. We're just going to talk science today. Things. We're going to talk, yeah, food in general. Like when people think, I'm eating healthy, I'm not eating healthy, good food, bad food, which we always talk about. You don't want to label food as good and bad, which you don't. Yep. Meat gets labeled as bad, and that's kind of what we want to defend a little bit and really just help educate people uh, that maybe have made certain decisions or thoughts and they don't care as much about the environmental and ethical reasons that, you know, that's put to the side. And but they might think that meat is unhealthy, so they just straight up avoid it yeah. without at least being informed about, you know, the finer points and what meat can yeah. give you. So a common scenario, we'll meet with a lot of people and they're struggling, you know, they typically are overweight. Their doctor's asking them to lose weight, get healthier, improve their blood markers, so they start eating healthy, or they think they already do. So we'll, when we sit down with people, they'll say, "This." I mean, this is a common, common, common sentence. How do you eat? I eat pretty well. I don't eat meat. Like that's the full stop. That you know. So right there, people kind of assume or think or treat meat as this like empty junk food. Yeah, basically, just bad and almost like a lever of is my diet good? Is my diet bad? Yeah, do I eat meat or not? And that decides it. And man, like, it's so much, that's just not the case. It's, no. And, and then it's, you know, really our motivation too for this episode is that people will not eat meat, but then it's like, well, what are you eating? And maybe you're eating bags of chips and drinking soda and all this stuff, yeah. which people do. And don't think twice about. And don't think twice about that but they're not eating meat, right? And it's like, well, now what are you actually eating and getting from it versus what you're leaving out and what are you missing out on? Mm -hmm. So the thing to understand is that meat is not, well, it is a four-letter word, (laughs) but it's not this bad word, just horrible thing. It is lots of nutrition. I mean, yeah, and I think people think that meat's only protein and that's Mm -hmm. it. Like, you don't really get anything yep, else from it other bad. than bad things, whatever those may be. Like, I think it just gets lumped in like, oh, you just get protein and fat from yeah. it, and that's all. And understand, in the protein aspect, it's a complete protein. So yeah, even at that, it's, it's, also, it's the most bioavailable. You get all the amino acids you need. Your body uses it mm-hmm. very well. There's nine amino acids, essential amino acids your body has to have, and there's ones that it cannot make. You have to get it from food. Meat has those. Now, again, if you 
don't care to eat meat. We're fortunate in that we have access to lots of different foods, so you can make a vegetarian diet, vegan diet, and get most of what you need. But you ha- if you choose not to eat meat, you have to – your diet's going to be way harder. Yeah, you, it, you have to work harder and you have to – you know, check more boxes of making sure you're getting all of these things that may have been no brainers if you had meat, which is kind of nutritionally complete in a lot of ways. Yeah. And you'll want to have to combine certain foods. You can't just say, oh, broccoli has four grams of protein per hundred grams, which first of all, you'd have to eat a ton of broccoli to eventually say get yeah. 20 grams of protein versus just four ounces. I don't think people realize how much it is. When people are like, oh, broccoli is like a decent source of protein. Yeah. Are you sure? And Have you eaten that much broccoli before? <laughs> it's not a complete protein. No. So you could eat all the broccoli you want. You're not actually getting everything the, you the need. amino acids that you're missing. That's why those combinations like beans and rice are like the classic mm-hmm. in a lot of cultures yeah. because it's a complete protein. And that's the problem when people are skipping out on meat there most people then aren't going and eating nice combined vegetarian meals of like beans and rice right they're just not eating meat but then they're still eating just cereal and oreos oreos and and soda you know and it's just a nutritionally incomplete diet that would benefit from some meat from a nutritional standpoint yeah so now where like why why are people afraid of meat where did this come from oh god you have to understand that nutritional science is still like in its infancy. And over time, especially before recent times, there was just very authoritative voices. Yes. Because you just kind of, yeah, trusted certain sources. And they would make a claim, like back Ansel Keys. Uh, he's the worst. And I guess the 70s or so, you know, once he, for whatever reason, maybe ran one little test with one little group and decided... Fat's bad. Saturated fat and cholesterol are bad for your heart. Or bad for your heart. And then, boom, the 80s introduced all these low-fat foods, all this, all that. And now they know that wasn't the case. It's not that simple. It's not cut and dry. But then you have people almost brainwashed over decades. Oh, over now. how long? Like, your parents and grandparents are telling mm-hmm. you that your whole life? Like, that's what you're going to think, regardless of, you know, what, you know, you and I can yeah. tell them in this moment. They've spent their whole lives having people say that and that's hard to undo yeah so that's a lot of where it started because saturated fats and meat so that must be bad right or then people would say i'm only going to eat the like super lean versions you know so only chicken breast and things like that but we know you don't have to completely avoid <laughs> avoid saturated no. fat um new a lot of the foods that were then replaced oh to fill in were not very nutritional it would be versions of foods that are like processed and things like that and then they have to add synthetic vitamins in yeah if you have to fortify fortify something Mm -hmm. Mm. um so that that starts to be a a big thing and yeah so again by leaving out meat and some of the fat meat which has a lot of what's called fat soluble vitamins so vitamins that you can only get in fat and you need fat to kind of process them and digest them like vitamin a vitamin d Vitamin K. Vitamin K. These are all found in meat. Um, there's vitamin K2 is only in animal products. Um, well, you can get it from like fermented food like natto, which most people are not no, going to eat. No, people aren't going to eat that. There's <laughs> um, no way. Some sauerkraut. But then even then you break down vitamin K2 into it's a form called MK4, which is only in animal food. 
which is probably they're finding the one that's most impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so it's understanding that. And then the other thing is a lot of like books and then people will come up with observational studies. So m- most nutrition, because nutrition is so hard to uh, control because yeah, it's people's lives. And there's just so much and to it. hard to control and it's eating. It's just kind of like population observational studies, meaning they typically will take whatever, 400 people and say, fill out this form. And then you're, what, uh, eight years ago, what did you eat most yeah. of the time? So then you're thinking back, okay, yeah, this, that. And yeah, most people would probably have, you know, I'd have hamburgers and I'd have, you know, this and that. But people also smoke. Yeah, people, people also drink. Don't exercise. Yeah, people are overweight. Like- they drink. They eat too much. They eat also tons of chips. They, you know, but for whatever, so when you take these studies, these observational studies, and then all of a sudden you look and you'll say, okay, of these 400 people, oh my goodness, there's a, um, 70% of them ended up getting, you know, heart disease, heart disease. So then whoever want, whoever, here's the thing. And typically it's whoever paid for that study. Always see they, who, see who funded it. They can make claims and hypothesis off of this. So if said fun, uh, said um company not company but uh study is funded by hmm a company like nabisco coca-cola mm-hmm. you know who are basically Hershey, all, dealing in corn syrup yeah so these are and you look at processed food realize that they're mostly made up of wheat and corn and sugar and seed oils seed oils Okay, so these are the companies that make corn. Well, corn's a big one because you make the seed oil from it and the, you use the grain. Yeah. Um, they, those are these, the big companies with the billions of dollars, the Nabisco's of the world. Mm-hmm. Then they are the ones paying for these studies. So now, oh, 70% of these people, and they ate meat. Well, these people also could have eaten an apple every day. They also could have brushed their teeth every day. So you literally, if you wanted, could take the study and say, toothpaste causes heart disease yeah brush you know that's that's how that's the validity of this type of study they'll come out and say oh they all ate meat right boom there you go and then that can be plastered everywhere and then that's the the story that's told um so when they've done same type of observational studies but on people who and here's the other thing with most of those studies yeah most of the people were overweight so they probably ate too much, especially in the older days. They typically smoked and drank um, and did not exercise, right? So all risk factors. The reality is those are probably the reasons for you know the heart disease. Yes. And when they've done the same type of studies, but on a population of people who exercised, didn't smoke, these kind of things, there is no they they can't find any connection to meat being the problem these people also ate meat right so it's probably those other lifestyle factors that are the main contributing factors um versus the meat yeah and that's hard to sift through though for for all of us Mm -hmm. you know to know that oh well maybe they didn't do that well you hear like the american heart association come out and say don't eat saturated fat you're like oh okay yeah then you hear another oh a study came out that said meat causes heart disease right but when you start digging you see oh this was from you know, the saturated fat thing was from one guy with an opinion off of one small study 
in the 70s and yep. then it just stuck yeah and then, and then we're the, just still here yeah and then you see oh all these studies are paid for by coca-cola and nabisco and they sell sugar and corn yeah. so of course they're not going to want to say anything bad about that stuff and hey let's find another another boogeyman and if you're not eating meat what does that leave you to eat you know all of the other these other foods grain and seed so, oil based on food yeah understand farmers that's why you also you don't see commercials for fruits and vegetables no you don't see commercials for meat because farmers i mean they're they're the profit margins for these foods are way smaller mm -hmm. they don't have the money to spend they're just trying to live yeah know, just live, make a living make a living right so the foods we should be eating whole unprocessed foods like meat fruits vegetables things like that yeah you're not going to have all the marketing for it they can't compete and pay for all the studies too like like the processed foods because the the profit margin with processed foods in their products are just enormous yeah um and the, the cost of making those foods too are like so low yep for corn i mean we don't have to get into yeah. like that subsidized and stuff too but like making seed oils and they're basically a lot of times will turn unusable oils mm -hmm. into usable oils and but you know by refining and mm -hmm. cleaning and however they do that and so like they're taking a product that shouldn't even be used for food well, well, cheaply and making it yeah and it's a type of usable. food that would never we would never have in those amounts exactly you know like corn oil you you can't you can't get the oil out of corn without fancy machines right yeah um and then that fatty acid profile of corn oil just never existed in nature for us to have in those amounts um, then they're sitting in a plastic bottle they get heated they become rancid mm -hmm. then you take them and put them at extremely high temperatures and we fry stuff break them, them down even more and it's probably not healthy right yeah um, and their oils right they're very easy they're super calorie dense easy to overeat over, overeat so yeah so really the thing we would challenge people to do is really think, man, when I say I'm, I skip, skip it out on meat. So take a piece of, um, sirloin steak. That sirloin steak also has, uh, all the B vitamins, right? All essential fatty acids, all the amino acids you need, uh, tons of minerals that you can't get. Here's the other thing that are rare in other foods and non animal foods, things mm -hmm. like selenium, in zinc, um, iron, there's also um, choline. Mm -hmm. I think manganese too. Manganese, minerals, right? <laughs> Vitamins and minerals. So, okay, now realize I'm not gonna have that. I'm gonna leave that out of my diet. Okay, you can how, get these. How do I get these though? Now, but then what, what are you eating? Because are you still eating cereal that's with fortified? So it's literally stripped of all its nutrition, and they have to fortify it with synthetic vitamins, and it's still not going to have some of those that you're missing out, that you're leaving out on. I mean, which one do you, which one source of vitamins and minerals would you rather have? Yeah. Um, and meat typically it also has um, it's a whole food, right? So it comes with water and things like that that are going to help you feel full and satiated. Whereas the processed foods are engineered to make us want to eat more. Think of the Pringles commercial. Yeah. Once you pop, you can't stop. And you can't. You think they want to engineer their, this food? So you can have two and then be like, I'm done. So that you get stuffed on them? No, they want you to eat more. Right? So just be honest. Like, yeah, if you're going to not 
eat meat and you make that decision, then make sure you have a very well-formulated vegetarian or vegan diet. Yeah. Make sure you're you getting have to have a plan. the nutrition you need, sticking to mostly whole, unprocessed foods. Um, otherwise, if you're just not eating meat and then still eating tons of standard American diet, processed junk foods in its place, you're not... That's you're not, making things worse. Yeah. That's not a good diet. Because you're not getting... You're missing all those vitamins and minerals. You're missing out on... Pr- protein because mm-hmm. people's ability to get protein without animal products is just way harder. Like we said, yeah. you have to work for it. And if you're not working for it, I guarantee you you're not getting enough. Yep. So then, you know, that's already further complicating things because we know you need a certain amount of protein to function. And especially if you're exercising and you're not getting enough protein in, you're, you're really stressing the system in a, in a bad way. Yeah. And realize that you... You want to enjoy your diet too. So when 85% of people that go vegetarian go back to eating meat, right? So if you enjoy it, and yes, eating uh, whole unprocessed meat is enjoyable and helps and we know can be part of a healthy diet and it makes it easier for you to eat healthier overall and make better food choices, then you should embrace that. Yeah. You know, don't just, oh, this is bad. I can't eat it. But then you're, you don't enjoy eating, you know, rice and beans and quinoa. You don't enjoy the whole unprocessed vegetarian diet. Then, and then you end up eating junk, just vegan junk. That's not, it's not healthy. Healthy. That's not ideal. Include some meat. Again, don't eat um, tons of cured processed meats. You know, focus again on just plain regular old cuts. meat. But that's going to be better and maybe more sustainable for you. Um, that's really the, our, our biggest takeaway is yeah. we, we want to eliminate when people say, I eat well, I don't eat meat. Which you can. You can very you well. You can do that. But do, do you really? You know? Yeah. Because so saying you eat salad three times a week doesn't even mean you're eating healthy either. Mm-hmm. So don't. I think there's a. People think that meat is bad, vegetables are good. And that's the yeah. line, and that's it. And it's not the case at all. Because we know you could have a salad that's 1,200 calories and void of any real nutrition, um, which that's going to be you know, terrible for you. Mm-hmm. So it, I think labeling foods good and bad is, is harmful. Um, so try not doing that, for one. Like, don't think about foods as just straight good and straight bad, um, but more so, you know, what does this, what does it give me? Is this giving me what I need? And if you just eat yeah. a bunch of lettuce all day, is that giving you what you need? Mm-hmm. Probably not. <clears throat> and think of the last time you ate a steak and potato. You typically, you'll eat and you'll enjoy it. And then you're full. When you're done, you're done. You, you don't, when was the last time you accidentally ate two more steaks? Yeah. That, you know, now when was the last time you had a birthday cake, you took the rest home? And you ate half And your intention was one piece and you end up eating half the cake or the rest of the cake. Yeah. Right? And then right there, um, you, you could be excluding the food that is actually more satiating and helps you, A, get more nutrition and easier to eat an appropriate amount of food intake. But you're including the food, a food that you struggle to portion and is doesn't really have much nutrition at all. So, and just for example, so about protein being more, meat being more than just protein. So you have beef, which also 
has significant amounts of iron, creatine, CLA, selenium, vitamin B12. All of these are very hard to get anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, salmon, omega-3, potassium. That's another thing. People don't realize all meat, meat, especially beef and salmon, is very high in potassium. Mm-hmm. Also very, plant foods too, especially like potatoes and st- tomatoes and things like that. But again, yeah, so panas- uh, panassium. Panassium. Potassium is, yeah, another one that's prevalent. Selenium. Also in salmon, vitamin B6, vitamin D, eggs, biotin, riboflavin, folate, vitamin B5, vitamin K2. Technically, an egg, I think, has ev- almost basically everything, every, a little bit of everything, because if you think about it, it's all the nutrition needed to grow a baby chicken into a grown chicken. So, and then pork, phosphorus, thymine, riboflavin. Selenium, vitamin B6. Uh, it's also very high in vitamin B1, which is the one B vitamin that it's thymine. People can sometimes come up short on that. But yeah, so again, it, it is vitamins and minerals, people. Yeah, it's more than um, just protein and fat. And something to remember, too, is that like if we take a, a cow, for example, cows like munch on grass. Yeah, they're turning... The nutrition that you couldn't get from because we can't digest grass. Yeah. And they're getting all those nutrients from the ground too. Like eating stuff out of the soil, like they get a lot of those minerals Mm -hmm. and it's passed on to us through their meat and a lot of it, the the fat actually. Um, So like, you know, we're getting, we'll we'll say, Mm -hmm. I guess, scraps for us, um, but they're able to turn it into something usable. And give us almost everything that we, yeah. we would need. And the fun thing is, if you go to something like Chronometer, plug in foods, look at their micronutrition, you'll see that plants and animals, foods, plant flu- foods, animal foods are very complementary of each other. Yeah. Like the nutrients that animal foods, meat, are low on, things like vitamin C, um, are typically found in plant foods, right? So, yeah, if you plug in a steak and potato, You'll see that you get almost all the nutrition you need, and what the potato is low in the beef or doesn't exist, you. the beef has, right? So, yeah, we're omnivores, plants, animals. There's lots of nutrition in both that can be unique to both uh, or a lot easier to obtain, and they're very complementary of each other. Yeah. So, you know, it yeah, kinda, kinda it's sp- not one or the other. Like, yeah. both of them work very well together. To mm-hmm. give you what you need. And think about before we knew all this nutrition science stuff, you go back and look at history and you'll see it, right? You'll see the meal combinations that people favored. And it, yeah, from just an intuitive sense, right? Like we can go back not too far to like our great grandparents. Yeah, it was meat, meat and potatoes, right? Um, you can go back to like cult- and culturally, you know, look at uh, Asian cultures with, you know, sushi. And rice, so fish and rice. Yeah. Um, lots of like also cultures ate a lot of like stews. So combining um, meat and vegetables. Meat and veggies. Go back to Irish was also another one, meat and potato. Um, you look at hunter-gatherer like populations. Yeah. They all prefer both, right? So they, when they can have meat, they, they have it. When they can 
dig up plants, they have that as well, and they typically combine them into a meal. Um, yeah, and we've always gravitated towards it without, mm-hmm. without doing any real research, you know. You couldn't do that a thousand years ago. You just mm-hmm. ate what you've always eaten, and that's yeah. it. And so I think that's, it's, it's worth looking at and, and realizing that that's kind of where we've gravitated all along. There's also been no population in human history that ever survived or existed without animal food. So as a, as a vegan population, mm-hmm. there's none. Zero. Zilch. Nada. So again, now with modern times, the way food is available, like we're able to, to combine things. And we can engineer things um, a little bit better. So it is possible now. And that is the biggest challenge going forward is with such a huge population is in one of the knocks on meat is yeah, not everyone on the planet would have access to it or could afford it. Mm-hmm. So some people feel some kind of way about that and they want it to be fair for everyone and the whole population to have the same diet. So that's where meat get, can get nixed or, you know, have a huge argument against it. But if we're just, let's take away the whole human population and take and look at the end. Yeah. One person. And it's, you know, pretty pretty well accepted that the in that case and scenario um on optimal health meat meat is is needed is yeah, part of that it's up there would would you ever eat lab-grown meat i was looking, I mean, I was looking at it yesterday i've seen the science on it. it's pretty interesting i mean i would yeah eat it i would try um it. i still just don't think that it would be the, just like they just recently of course this one is more obvious but you know they tested some of the was it the lab-grown meat they tested, mm-hmm. or it was like the Beyond Meat stuff? It was Beyond Meats. Yeah, they tested the fake meats and found out, oh, they don't have the same nutrition value as, as regular meat. Regular meat. Surprise, so surprise. I would be interested to see if like the lab meat, you know, was some deficient somehow. Because um, that's what I'm curious about. You know, because like you said, the cow is eating the grass and that's and how then, they get all you know, those nutrients process the nutrients and it goes you know goes into their meat and fat and, and if we're cutting out that a huge, part of the process yeah. like what are we going to be missing because the protein and fat will probably still be there most likely yeah but those then, uh, those uh, other things like we just talked about through this yeah, whole episode those, are the important piece of the puzzle yeah so i'll, so, I'll try so it. it's, like, it's affordable I'll it's do funny it. because this is happening a lot with plant food and mono crops in the soil. So they're finding even just to 50 years ago, so, you know, so as we just, we keep planting and over planting on the same soil, we lose, um, nutrients in the soil, which then goes into the plants, you know, which then provides, and then we eat the plants, which then provides these, uh, micro nutrients, minerals, vitamins, but the soil is getting more and more depleted. And so therefore our food, the same food is getting less and less nutritious. So then we're still eating and getting macronutrients and calories, but having issues, right? Because we're micronutrient deficient, right? So what if the, that kind of lab meat is the same thing, right? Yeah. It provides the macros. But we're and, missing the micros. And calories, but it's almost like a, becomes more and more... More of an empty vessel. Yeah. Really. You know. Because then, I mean, I guess what can you do? Like, then they would fortify it, right? Like, they do processed mm-hmm. food now. But then what they also know is there's just compounds that they can't even account for. Oh, yeah. And that help things work in tandem mm-hmm. and help you break them down better. And we don't even know they exist yeah. yet. And mechanisms that we, we, can't, we don't even know, yep. know of. So stuff like that is going to complicate that a lot. Yeah. But I was reading about it and I would, I would try it. 
I'm intrigued. Yep. So there you go. I don't think we need to nah. bring it out anymore. Uh, and I hopefully, you know, it, again, it, we understand it's a tough, touchy subject. We just want to help make Gen Pop, you, be able to make good decisions. Yeah, and, and realize that all the stuff, there's trade-offs and pros and cons, but how can you make the best decisions for you and your family and realize that there's a lot of politics and money that go into things you hear and see on the news Especially and media. nutrition, man. So, yeah, just realize that meat is not this junk food. It's not a bad guy. It's not the boogeyman. Everything in access typically can cause problems. Yes. Um, that's another thing. You know, t- too little of something can be just as bad as too much, right? All the way down to water. Too much water can kill you, right? So if something like water, not enough water can kill you, guess what? It's probably, you know, with meat. You know, yeah, like too much meat can, will probably eventually lead to, shoot, you could get an excess of some of these nutrients we're talking about. For sure. And, and some of those are like toxic to your body yeah. to get too much of. Like so, vitamin K will mm-hmm. mess well, you up. Vitamin A. Yeah, vitamin um, A too. So yes, just realize that there's too much of anything. There's too little of anything. And usually it's right in the middle. That's where we need to fall. And if you're someone who knows you don't want to do the extra work and research, a, a vegan and vegetarian diet re- requires that. A, a healthful, healthful um, sustainable one takes a lot more work. It takes work. Um, it's doable. It absolutely is, and, and people do it. not eat meat and just eat junk food. And let your choices take you where they, you know, mm-hmm. to, to where you need to be. It just, it's not going to work that way. Yeah. So again... And some practical tips. Well, if you're like, you, yeah, I feel pretty confident. I feel better about this or at least not guilty. Um, so what, yeah, what should I kind of look for? So yeah, obviously if you can afford it, any kind of like more humanely treated meat is going to be more nutritious. Just mm-hmm. like we talked about. So, you know, 100% grass fed, these kind of things. Um, but conventionally raised meat, there's not much difference nutrition, no. nutritionally. So it's healthy it's good for you and you know appropriate amounts um so look for just avoid the processed stuff so you want to the sausages the the bacons bacons, those kind of things you would not want to make a regular staple that should not be your staple protein sources no um all those like cured cured meats yeah those are focus on you know unprocessed yeah like meat so you know you see at the store you see your steaks your chicken thighs, your chicken breasts, your... Your ground meat. Your turkeys, your ground meats. All those things. There's lots, lots of nutrition in them. Pair it with your... With, you know, whole unprocessed fruits and veggies and starchy tubers. Some simple and starches. Your grains and stuff like that if you want. And um, have at it. Yeah. Have a good time. Have, that, right. have that steak. Let us know what you think, your thoughts. If you like like these a little bit more controversial topics, we try to be everyone's friend, but at some point You gotta have a we gotta address you gotta have a stance. Yeah. So that's what that's where we're at. Let us know your thoughts. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh we'll catch you later. Mm-hmm. As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more, check us out at coastalfitnessva.com or garydeagle.com. We'll see you next time.